If you're gonna have a house show and don't want the cops called, invite the fucking neighbors. Yeah. That's our jingle. Welcome to another episode of Invite the Neighbors. This is Brian Porter, uh, the host with a medium amount of the stuff. Um, I don't have the most. I'm not going to claim to have the most. Um, I have the most cats in any DIY podcast. I will say that. This episode, um, Flight Club from Virginia, dude. They're a band from Virginia. We talk about the fact that they're a band from Virginia. We talk about the fact that I have family in West Virginia, even though it's not at all relevant to what they do. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, thank you. Welcome. Hey, what's up? I'm a musician. I interview other musicians about being musicians and other shit. It's fun, dude. It's a lot of fun. We get deep. We get silly. And my laugh gets really annoying, I imagine. I mean... I don't get sick of my laugh because I love laughing, but I've heard that it can be a little grating, especially if you don't like me. But if you don't like me, then why are you listening to this podcast? Anyways, dude, follow us on Instagram at Invite the Neighbors Pod, on Twitter at Invite the Neighbors Pod, blah, 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 blah. Um, So you never miss an episode. We've had go through, we've had a lot of cool episodes. Go through the catalogs. Go back in the day. Dude, I never know what to say during these intros. Sometimes I like talk about my life. And then friends will reach out and be like, are you okay? And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to do that anymore. (laughs) You know, it's like, if you've done that, hey, thank you. But also, I'm just fucking spewing up here. I I don't don't know. Things are fine. You know, my band's going good, going well, whatever. You know, what's annoying is when someone asks you, how are you doing? You go, I'm good. And then you go, and then you go, what about you? And they're like, I'm well. It's like, okay, Ivy League. Anyways, here is the episode with Flight Club from Virginia. Make sure you check out Flight Club on social media, too. Make sure you check out their music. It's pretty dope. And uh, Flight Club is also a sneaker store in New York City, which I love because I'm a giant sneakerhead. I might be the... I might have the best sneaker game in in the country in DIY. I'm going to say that. I probably do. I challenge anyone who thinks they have more better more and more better sneakers than i because you don't dude i promise um i don't promise but i'm pretty pretty sure i'm pretty sure anyways here's flight club thanks for listening fuck yeah okay cool we're good how's it going dude not too bad. Uh, how's it going with you? Not bad. I'm Brian, by the way. Uh, Brian, I'm Harry. Harry. Yep. And you guys are from Virginia, right? Yeah, I play drums for Flight Club, and we're based out of uh, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day who was who was flexing on me because half my family's from West Virginia, and mm-hmm. they were this person was from the the real Virginia, as they put it. All right. I was like, "Cool, dude." <laughs> yeah, I mean, way to kick the little guy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make a difference to me. I actually went to school at West Virginia University, so I got love for lo- a lot of love for that state too. Yeah, what the, what is it like out there? I mean, I've I've only been to uh, my family from Huntington, which is where Marshall is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've only been there. But what's how how was it at West Virginia? 
Well, Huntington is also really beautiful. Um, it's a little bit smaller, but from Morgantown, where West Virginia is, um, they call the state almost heaven. It's like mountainous and sunsets and hiking and, you know, it's like not too much population. So there's a lot to explore out there. And uh, school was really fun. Had a great four years there. Pretty much the state. Um, West Virginia is like, they're almost like their pro sports team for football and basketball because they don't have yeah. one besides like Pittsburgh or I guess if you're more south, maybe like Cincinnati and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so the, the state goes crazy for WVU games. And then you got that little pocket for Marshall. And then, but the rest of the state's like, Blue and gold, diehard. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because like I, uh, I've driven through there before. Like, I mean, obviously, I've been through Huntington and stuff, but like, I've driven through and like noticed all like the Pittsburgh Steelers gear and like signage everywhere. I was like, oh, okay. I just like didn't realize. I mean, football is so huge there. Um, but yeah, I was actually gonna ask. This might be kind of a dumb question, but I feel like Virginia gets gets a certain like rep and you know they call themselves a commonwealth you know to begin with there's like this probably like um not a stigma but just like an idea people have in their head of like virginia being like the deep south even though but like i'm curious like richmond i imagine is probably more just like a normal city or i guess what is 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 Uh, richmond like virginia in general is like the it was the capital of the south back in the day with the confederacy so it has those like like southern roots but it's in the mid-atlantic and it's right in between like the yeah North and South. it's right in between on the on the east coast anyway so you get a eclectic mix with dc being right there so um northern virginia is very diverse and a lot of money up there and then richmond is a uh, very hipster i'd say it's a artsy town uh-huh. artsy city it's got vcu which is one of the like best art schools in the nation right in the heart of downtown and then, yeah, you got the beach, um, you got the mountains. It's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, I was, good. I was, I didn't realize that about VCU because, like, I was gonna ask next. Like, I was getting what I was getting at was like, what is it like being in a sort of emo esque, like pop punk ish sort of band in a place that you know has southern roots? Like, is is it embraced there? Is there like a cult? But you described it as kind of hipster, so I imagine there's like a, a, a subculture there that kind of embraces the type of stuff that you guys do. Yeah, I think that when the uh, band first started, before most of us were in it, Sam, the guitarist now, was the original founder, and he brought it from uh, the western part of Virginia, Lynchburg area, Amherst is where he's from. So he brought a lot of the like, kind of southern rock to a more, uh, I don't know, it's like a pop punk type of sound when he met Charlie. So they combined like the old southern roots with a new age rock sound. And I think we blended it definitely in the past. Um, that was where we started and we're still growing and discovering new sounds now. So there's a huge DIY scene in Richmond. There's a lot of bands that we love to jam with. And I keep discovering, especially now that, um, things shows are getting back to normal, new bands are popping up, um, old faces are starting new projects. There's a lot of, uh, mix going on all the time, but for us, we definitely have, uh, some Southern roots to our, to our style. Yeah, I was just listening to uh, the song Adolescence today, like yeah. literally like 10 minutes ago. That's, nice. that's how I roll. But <laughs> uh, nice, that's, nice. That's, that's that's the level of preparation I usually do. I listen to the song that has like the most plays for any given band. I try to not, not to like oversaturate myself with their sound. And I like to 
talk to them first and then kind of go listen. But uh, like what what I got from it was like, yeah, I'm hearing like a lot of the chord changes and the chord progressions and things like that could probably it's it's interesting for that style of music. You know what I mean? Like I, it makes sense to hear that they're coming from maybe a more traditional musical background. Cause I say traditional cause like country and like Southern type of music that it draws from like the blues and things like that. And it draws from like these traditional more, um, you know, less punky type of things or like, whereas like some of the chords you guys use, like, especially like the little transitions, like using like a, an off chord as like a transition into the next part, or maybe like not the chord you would expect it. I feel like that's something that's done in more traditional music. And I really like that when you have it add that to the backdrop of like rock music. It yeah. reminds me of uh, do you, you ever hear the band Fireworks? Uh, no, I haven't. Are they from yeah. East Coast? They're shit? from they're from Michigan. They're not a band anymore, but they were like around like 2010 ish. Um, they were pretty big in Michigan and kind of all over. But they were a band that you guys would probably like. I'm not saying that like you guys are like fireworks ripoffs or anything like that. It's not the case, but like they would use like really interesting chord changes and things like that. And it's like a yeah. lot of it's upbeat. It's interesting. Like I'm ADD. So like, I like when songs aren't just like first chorus, first chorus end mm-hmm. where I love the interesting structure. And you guys seem to have that. Um, yeah. And yeah, we tend to avoid anything that's like what to expect. Like we kind of get annoyed if we're diving into a an idea or a demo, but we can all guess where it's going to go. So we try to right when we get to that guessing point, we're like everybody knows it's going to this other quarter. It's going right back to the chorus. Like we got to switch it up, in our opinion. So appreciate yeah. you noticing that type of stuff. That's uh, definitely a lot of southern roots, traditional roots, but mixed in with like the kind of technicality of something modern but not not every song's technical we every song's kind of different so we just try to keep it everyone guessing even ourselves sometimes yeah no i got that like i said immediately and one of the one of the things from doing this podcast is is yeah like hearing so many bands and even bands that you can tell like it's produced well it sounds good but you can kind of tell where it's going and like some of my favorite stuff is when like for instance when i was listening to that song that you guys did in my head the first time i heard it in my head i thought i knew where it was going just based on all the music i've heard you know what i mean but then when it didn't do that i was like oh yeah this is sweet you know what i mean like so that's that's the type of stuff that will latch you onto a band and uh make you want to hear what else they do because it's not going to be like you do that on one song randomly in yeah. my in my mind you're probably going to want to do that in a lot of your stuff and i guess that's kind of what i'm hearing from you yeah um, just like to switch it up and that's it's funny that you mentioned uh from that song you get the country vibe or the southern roots type of vibe because if you have if you haven't definitely check it out after this or whenever you want but our music video for that was the the first big video of the rollout for this album that we have that came out two weeks ago to where it was a big production and it kind of started with, I just kind of made a joke to like that first chord you hear for when the song starts. I was like, it sounds kind of country. And that just turned into like, what if like a cowboy was just like tipping his cap? <laughs> like that's what, that's what that chord, that chord sounds like. And that led to a whole uh, like Western uh, bar fight, brawl, classic like Anchorman humor. Uh, bar yeah. fight. So the video for that is really fun. And it's so 
funny that that chord led to a country style video, which led to people think it's a country song. So now it's on like country playlists on Spotify. Oh my like, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. Like, hey, yeah. Not? Yeah. Cause I mean, if it's, if it's good music, even if it's a, like a, like a, maybe a weird playlist for what it is. I mean, the cream rises to the top, you know I mean? If it's a good song, just because people are on a country playlist doesn't mean they won't recognize a good song. If they would also be interested. I think there's yeah. like this weird misconception that like, especially like when it comes to like mixed bills, a lot of people are averse to booking mixed bills. They want to put it yeah. like for the same thing on the bill. I'm like, dude, if you're good, I, I mean, I don't, I don't make metal music, but I like it. Exactly. You know, I like, I like hardcore music, so I'll play with a hardcore band because I like that shit. So I imagine they would like my shit and it yeah. usually works that way. You just have to be good. You yeah. Know? I, I don't really mind someone at all. It's like, if someone else got upset for me, it's like, Hey, uh, country ears are now checking out our stuff and might find our stuff more appealing than any other given day, just because it may on the playlist, you know, whatever gets new ears to listen. I'm fine with it. If you call us country, like, doesn't matter to me as long as you listen to this like i just think we're a rock band and country is definitely rock too so there's influences from everywhere and i and yeah. i agree about mixed bills and stuff like that we just played our album release show this past weekend on saturday in richmond but the whole album plus like the couple from each of the previous eps and the bill was totally mixed it was all rock but i think the first band shot clock was like fast-paced pop punk um classic early 2006 pop punk sound with their own style. And then the next band dead friends was metal and had some like the more like melodic choruses. And then the next band was wild truth. Our homies um, in that band, they're like a pop rock band, alt rock. And it's like super radio catchy, but also has their own technicalities. And, and then right before we played uh, keep flying is a ska punk rock upbeat, but they also have some metal songs and, and so we're kind of a mix of everything besides the Scott. So we don't have any horns yet, but yeah, the, the, the just keeping it diverse new years, everybody brings a couple of new years that haven't heard the other band before, but by the middle of the night, end of the night, you're, you're talking to meet new people, seeing new faces and crowds and, and hearing new things. And it's just a, that's a point of music is always discover something new because any wave can catch you if you're there in the right moment. Yeah. I think like it, in theory, I understand trying to, you know, trying to book a bill of similar artists because the thought being like the people who are there for one band will end up liking the other one. But what what you get as an unintended consequence of that in a local music scene is the same people seeing the same bands all the time and you're not growing. And also when you have like a four, God forbid, a five band bill, uh, and they're all very similar. Like there's not, I feel like people are less likely to stay for all of it because you're more easily fatigued. At least I know I am dude. Like if, if two bands in a row kind of sound similar and then the third one comes up and they start to sound like it's going to be the same thing. I'm like, dude, what? A, yeah, for sure. It depends on the thing. night. Most yeah. people, I would say I, for me personally, and I would kind of think most people at one point would be, thinking to themselves like what else you know what right i had interest in like i feel a going certain place so like what else is going to catch me off guard and so that's a big thing about our band is trying to keep people guessing and and whether it be the full show aspect you know, other different different bands the mixed bill or even with our album like you said our songs it's like trying to you think it's you think you know what you're getting into but you really don't so might as well give it a try 
Right. And so for this video, like, how did... Because I just got done shooting, like, the first half of my own music video. And, like, I I obviously know how it it went from just, like, a subtle idea that I had into, like, this full-blown production with a fucking call sheet. And it just felt crazy. But, like, how did it kind of... So you kind of had the idea that that chord sounded like a country chord. And that turns into this whole cowboy bar fight type scene but like what was the what was were the logistics like did you get together as a band and come up with the storyline yourselves like how did did you hire like a production to i'm kind of just curious of like what went into the making of that video so it all started when we were in the studio um so i'll, I'll say okay, like vid- music videos i feel like re to be in a band like this is my favorite part of being in a band is like creating these mini movies and the visual aspect of a song like because it's so hard nowadays in my opinion because i'm a i'm trying to be a salesman for the band sometimes and like i want to show someone a song but i don't want them to like sit down and i have to wait for them for like three minutes and we have to sit there quiet awkwardly you know and <laughs> the, the video aspect is something especially with covid going on um to really gain people's attention and entertain them and hold in a different sense and so we knew that music videos for this album was going to be a big part and so we're working on the song and once it's kind of almost done in the studio, that chord sparks my brain to go like, kind of sounds country. And then what if we did like a country bar fight and it's been done before, but like, let's do it our style. And, yeah. and that just snowballed. Like, so I would, I took initiative to start writing the script and I kind of had an idea laid out and like I explained it when we we're listening to the song and very animated to the guys, but that led to everybody pitching an idea as of where it could go or what reference we could use for what. And yeah, Eventually, we pitched the idea to our buddies in Altamira Film Company, and they have an awesome production crew and do been on tour with bigger artists, um, different styles of music all over the world. They do weddings. They just they know what they're doing with the camera, and um, they saw the vision. We had a connection. Two of our bandmates, all three of them at one point worked were my bandmates, um, but now two of them, Charlie and Sam, the bassist and guitarist, work at a Citizen Burger bar in Richmond, Virginia. And after kind of look scouring the state for like a Western bar, we realized like the burger bar, like that's perfect. Like we work yeah. there. Like, why not? Like we have that in, um, it wasn't being used kind of during the week, um, because of the times. So it just had a, an empty space that looked perfect. We decked it out like props from party city and so the storyline <laughs> story came about. We, when we kind of like ran through it when it was empty and showed the, the film crew what we were thinking who would be where like how, like what extras would be used or we pitched the idea to our friends all of our friends who were like felt comfortable to come out and were like yeah this is hilarious or this sounds fun or i want to be part of something i'm so bored and so we approached it as safely as we could and got everybody involved understood what they're getting into and but everybody who heard it was in on board and got a bunch of props and hats like tra- i rented like 20 cowboy hats from tractor supply company and then <laughs> and the then it, like people walked in i just put a hat on them I'm like all right you're a cowboy and i just sit here start drinking when we tell you to fight fight and i returned them all obviously you gotta save the money yeah and it was just like a yeah just get snowballed into everybody seeing the vision before it was made to to, uh, we felt like a full-on production on set. It, like had 
pizza like just got a bunch of pizza but i had some catering for people when they're like when we were trying to go over certain shots and how to like what's next if we if we checked all the boxes and it really went so smooth that inspired us and proved ourselves that we could do this regularly if we put in the effort and that led yeah. to four more videos throughout this past year and up to the, the release of the album so the production side we worked with altamira we worked with um out of sight productions our friend spencer runs that and then our friends rachel and ian um who, who did a different video for us so everybody just sees the vision or helps the vision and obviously they're behind the lens they know what they're doing they've been doing it for years so they brought it more to life than we could have even thought of originally but yeah. it was all it was all in my head from that chord and, and it was so fun to make happen with my friends and so I think that's one, well, first of all, that's awesome. And like, we like to compare like what we did for ours, like we straight up, there's this studio that f- is for rent in a nearby town here where it's like a music studio, but it also has like, um, basically you show up and there's already gear and they have like a little computer set up where you can like bring your own interface and record. It's like 25 bucks an hour. And we went there and like gorilla set up. We moved everything to the side, set up a big white backdrop and just like basically used it as a soundstage. And mm-hmm. like, and we didn't put everything, we tried to put everything back where it was. We did our best to clean up and stuff, but I still got an email saying like, hey, just so you know, everything needs to be put back. And we found a lighting stand that we apparently forgot. We we're like, oh yeah, we were shooting a video. Sorry. Yeah. But it it was, it's so much fun. And I, I can see us definitely doing more. And uh, what I was going to ask is, well, let me, let me preface the question because I think that music videos absolutely do not have to pertain to the song at all. They don't no. have to. And you any- yeah, it doesn't have to, it doesn't, people don't give a shit is what I'm saying. People yes. don't care if the, the people who are like, really, cause I, I, I'm just trying to be a realist here. I feel like even I'm doing this myself. I'm making a video to lure in the people who don't care enough about my band based on the music alone. And, and for the people who do like the music, the video is an extra treat, you know, but you want to bring in more people. And so I think doing some over the top shit, some attention grabbing, like you're being an entertainer first and a musician second. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to see if that resonated with you guys and see if, if if any of the videos you said you've made for like, were, were any of them, like tied thematically to the songs at all or was it just like let's what is the coolest idea that we have for this yeah um in a way they tie together i'd say they they fit the vibe and the energy and the pace of the song each video Mm. but they're all themed in their own ways i'd say the only video that really directly ties to the lyrics are is a video called comeback um, where two dancers are fighting. Um, we're in a, like a dance studio as a band by ourselves, black and white. We're just playing our band shots, and it's like more dark and dreary, kind of a, or a different a different style of song, different tone for us, a little darker. And then the dancers are in an open field, dancing to the rhythm of the music, and also showing that they are like butting heads, but they want to be with each other. But you know, mental illness and loss of a friend or family or stuff like that. So all those connections are made lyrically and visually. Um, mm. for the rest of the videos, we have the cowboy themed one. We had an ice cream truck themed video and we had a roller disco video. Um, <laughs> and those were all fit the, the vibe of the, the instruments, not necessarily lyrically like spot on, but 
like you said, it doesn't matter. There's, there's, it doesn't have to connect. The more right. the energy is what you're trying to visually see and connect and hear. And, and we felt they did connect. And so far we've had a really great response to all those um, themed videos. And for me, it's like my brain, I feel like my brain's kind of like stems from a lot of family guy and Rick and Morty and cartoons yeah, where anything, anything can happen at any time. And yeah. the next scene it's just you just start like an alien uf spaceship ufo but crashes into their house but in the next scene everything's back to normal like yeah it doesn't you doesn't have to correlate if it does and you can tie it together well great but like if it doesn't you can still make an epic video too and that's yeah we are entertainers in a different sense at that point and it's fun to try to prove to people that your sound is on par with your your vision and then your vision's on par with your sound and if you're both are equally uh, digestible for people all the better yeah yeah i definitely buy that 100 percent. i think that um i don't know i i think especially in today's i don't want to say climate that's the wrong word in today's like the way people consume media the way people consume artists in general it's almost not enough to just make a good record i mean it probably isn't if you de- depending on what your goals are i mean if your goal is just to make a good record then yeah, it's all you gotta do, obviously. But like, if your goal is to like maintain relevance and, God forbid, make money and support mm-hmm. yourself as a musician, you have to embrace the idea of being much more than a musician. You know, yeah. Um, at least at first, I mean, you can hire that shit out at some point. Yeah. Like, if you're lucky, if you get big, you can hire that shit out, and like, you can really only we have to worry about making music, and then. But it sounds like you guys really enjoy the, and because I'm this the same way, you really enjoy the like the process of like developing the vision for these videos and like obviously mm-hmm. hiring the right people to bring them to life. But I mean, do you foresee that as something that you guys will always do? Like you'll always want to be the ones kind of spearheading what those things, like what the videos entail and things like that. Definitely, um, there hasn't been anybody that's come to us with like an idea. We're not that stage yet where we have directors like seeing maybe one day where they see our past videos that we've kind of come up with and work with people and built. And then they can say, Oh, you guys like you should use one of my videos. And I'd love to, if uh, someone has an idea and wants to bring it to us and work collab, that's awesome. But I definitely feel that we will forever be a band that wants to keep entertaining in different ways. Like you said, it's hard to just only put out a record trying to sell yourself without a, a visual aspect you know it's better a lot of people like you want to put a face to a name or you know a face to a voice and so to put out a better better content with your sound with your sound is just it makes sense to me and and if if we all connect on like i hear like when we hear it it's like we're all jamming it's like the end of the, the end of the month we're in the studio and then it's like for our roller disco one it's like a vibe you're a pop song and then it just starts with one person going like i kind of hear like a like a roller boogie vibe and then everyone's like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you start looking at your references, like roller boogie, like you look out and out in the world, what's, you know, and how you can like, that makes sense. That makes sense. I can do this. I know people who can do that. And you start connecting the dots and the production starts to build because we all agree that like that does, I do see that I hear it and I see it. And it just, it's just fun. It gets a whole new inspiration. After you just finish one project, like this one's done. Like it's just done. Just like there's so much more, so many more places you can take it. And that's how you grow, um, like, in a whole another realm besides just audio. Yeah, 
No, I totally agree. It's it's crazy to see how that happens. That, that's probably one of the most fulfilling things for me personally is like in, in both both as like the leader of my band but just as a person and like fulfilling to myself to like remind myself that like I'm even capable of doing these things like when mm-hmm. having a v- initial vision and realizing that like if you just if you follow through on every little idea you have they they naturally build cuz I, I okay I used to be the type of person like I was very much like not I don't want to say I was a laughing stock but I was kind of it was it was a running joke that like I would have projects but I would never make good on them like I would announce things or I would tell my friends like oh I have this new band or oh I'm writing this record but I wouldn't follow through with it because a lot of the one of the bigger reasons was that like it feels so overwhelming at mm-hmm. first when it's just an idea but making these videos and like you know doing these things like it when you're with a good group that's excited about your ideas and when you really do like invest your time in it and you let it naturally build up you can see the a vision come to life and I think for me that's like one of the coolest things ever and then not only that but you have it forever mm-hmm. you always can look back on it and resell it and you know it's there for people to pick up now or 10 years later and then the, then it becomes popular because it caught a wave who knows but having it out there right. forever in multiple facets is really important for sure yeah uh, you know i'm pretty sure that happened american football like they put out their first record and like it wasn't it didn't really do much and then they were I'm pretty sure one of them was like a teacher. They were working careers, you know, and mm-hmm. it the LP one caught fire on the internet, and now they're professional musicians. You know, like ten years yes. after. It's, exactly. I think similar thing happened to like Post Malone, where like two years after he puts out his first two singles, like he gets radio play for one or two new ones, and then people go back and hear the other yeah. ones. They, they start blowing up just as much. And yeah. Super important. Just like keep. I don't know keep whatever content you have, make sure you get the most out of it. Whether you think it's a, a filler song or it's the one, just make sure at the time, even if you're not, if you're still small potatoes and you're still hustling and you, the, the kind of DIY aspect, making sure that you put the overall, what you like, you took advantage of every little opportunity to make that specific project digestible in as many at- alleys as you can. And yeah, so we're just playing seeds, but like we're really proud of them so far. And yeah it's yeah, it's, it's like cool. it's like you meant you raise a good point because i think a lot of bands or smaller bands they they limit themselves like they they think or they their actions would suggest that they think that they're the first promotional phase of their project or the what be that a record or whatever they're promoting like that first big promotional chunk that is obviously the biggest push if it doesn't happen then, then it's not going to happen. Then it's on to the next thing. But like, that's just not how things work. There's cycles. There's like, there's different <laughs> periods of interest for people. Like I, I I'd like to see more people kind of like what you're saying, like repurposing things and, and, you know, reintroducing old stuff. And because <laughs> sometimes things can get lost in the wash. If like a bigger yeah. band releases something and you get unlucky or at the same time as you, you know, but, um, yeah. how long, think, how long uh, have, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. I, I was just going to say, I think our band is within the past year and a half, like making of this album and waiting to release it because of the times and, you know, making a good rollout. The biggest thing we reminded ourselves of was to 
take advantage of opportunity. If it's like, if you want something to like to do things to manifest it, not just wait. And kind of, so when you see small things that correlate to the original idea, kind of like jumping on it and seeing if you can like catalyst something, get something in motion. And that's how a lot of our productions start. We all agree that like, that's a good idea. Then you, like, you leave and you go do get back to life, but you notice the small things throughout the day that could help get to that. I bring that idea to life. And so, you know, our, our bandmates, working at the restaurant that looked like a Western bar enough to where we could check it out and really make it pop. It's like, okay, like we had that connection. Um, our friend or one of my bandmates had a connection to the roller. He had a, a friend who was a manager there just asking if they would let us run out and just, just taking advantage of the small windows of opportunity to connect your written idea. Cause a lot of ideas, everybody had ideas, but they, not that it's anybody's fault, but if you don't manifest it, it's kind of obviously just kind of sit in the back of your head. But just to get the ball rolling is the first step, noticing that one opportunity. And it kind of proves like, hey, this is in the works. Like, and everybody kind of notices that and like it's more aware yeah. of what else is out there to help it get more in the works. And all of a sudden you're rolling and it's, all of a sudden it's production day and you're on set. You're like, we're doing this. This is cool. Dude, yeah. Yeah. That's something I definitely noticed was, was like once, once it actually, one th- a couple things I noticed. First is that if you just say you're doing something, let's just use the music video for example. If you just say you're doing it enough, mm-hmm. it's intriguing to people. Like, oh, you're making a music video. Like, it could literally have zero inertia at the moment, but you say you're doing it, and that's a cool thing to do. And then that that just almost like creates the ball rolling internally, and to put a few things together. And people like when I say people notice it, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, people around me, like my band, like people around in their circles, you know, the, the conversations are happening now. It's like now it's real. Other people are talking about it. And yeah. then you get to the and, and people want to be a part of it. I've found like people are eager to be a part of something cool. Like I imagine like, you know asking to rent out a roller rink i i could imagine somebody being like oh that would be cool that's like a cool use of this thing that i have sure you guys can do that because people want to be a part of this thing and then you're on set like you said and you're like what the fuck like yeah this is just a little tidbit of an idea that it's crazy how it comes together i just yeah snowballs just connecting dots manifesting it's all it's all doable it starts with the idea anything in life starts with the idea and then enthusiasm is what carries it and so i'm lucky enough to have guys that have enthusiasm as a part of my band to where we're always on the lookout to really you know prove ourselves like prove ourselves or that we can keep going or do something even better or bigger or just fresher so do you find that like when it comes to writing records it's a similar thing where it kind of starts with an idea uh, at random or when you guys write a record is it is it something that is more i don't know drawn out and uh kind of like pre-planned or how does like how does that process for like the record kind of compare so yeah that's definitely the first step even for the videos is getting the song done first um at least for the first album for us and we uh writing is a different process for sure um sometimes i'm definitely not like the biggest songwriter I'd say if we had a folder full of 30 demos, you know, Sam, our guitarist is like 18 of them. Charlie is 
eight of them. Alex is a couple and I'm like one or two because <laughs> I'm the drummer. So I'm, right. I, I love, I'm love to, I love to tap on everything. I'm always listening, but uh, usually if they bring me an idea, I'll, I'll help them either critique it or be enthusiastic and throw whatever I want on it. But we all have like our own starts. Sam's more of like a riffy uh, piece by piece writer and we'll take the best parts and make songs. Sometimes he has a full fledged song. He's like, oh, this is a full song. But some, a lot of times it's like, I have this cool riff. I have this kind of weird section and I have like this cool riff, uh, but this other song could mash up with it. And then Charlie, he writes more lyrics and songs. Um, so when we get a lot of it is demoing, practicing, jamming, free flowing. And then once we get to the studio, at least this past round, well, our friend Will Beasley, who is an awesome producer, he really helped hone in the best ideas from each of us for each overall idea and kind of like this album was very pieced together. It was only one or two songs. It was just like, I've got a song and the structure overall kind of stayed with the original idea. Yeah. A lot of the songs changed like crazy. We broke them down, whatever the demos were, broke them down to its finest point and rebuilt it. So a little bit different process, but definitely what starts have to get there before the the video the visuals usually that's yeah that's really interesting because I, I love hearing the different processes different bands have because like i'm i think i have arguably one of the most boring processes because mm -hmm. it's it's so solitary like it's so just me when i when i do it that i in in some ways i i envy and don't envy what you're describing because like i i envy it because it sounds so much fun to be like having like the, the camaraderie of of creating with other people and, <clears throat> and like being in a room together in the studio that that's just like the quintessential band experience you know like I've, i just feel like you're hanging out with other guys in the studio like hey looking around like we're doing it you know what i mean like we're doing the thing that we always wanted to but i get in there and i'm just like alone <laughs> you know but so like i envy that part but i also am completely like freaked out by the idea of things not being perfect and not being exactly the way i want them to be and stuff like you know so it's there's it's definitely different it's just two different things and i you know i've i, I enjoy being in other projects where i can uh let go and <laughs> and buy into a collective vision rather than like spearheading a very singular one Mm -hmm. Um, are any of the guys in your bands in other projects or do they have like their own side things at all? Um, I know Charlie, our singer, uh, writes personal songs that maybe he thinks aren't like for flight club. Uh, but we always love to hear him out and we're down to build anything that sounds good. But so I think he'll just take personal time and write and who knows if he ever wants to take it on another project, but you know, Sam as well will, he has songs that he's like, I don't know if it's just a flight club song and him and Alex will work on heavier stuff just for fun. Cause they love the yes. riffs. So Alex can like scream pretty well. So they, they probably have five to 10 demos of just heavy stuff. And we're like, could this be flight club? Like maybe, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it when it feels like the right time. Um, because so much has been going on with the rollout of this album. I personally was in, um, another band last year called bad lemonade. That was like a side project for all the guys in the band. So it wasn't anything we were like stressed about. It was just we would jam once in a while. We put out like two songs and people, you know, with COVID got different jobs and had to spread out, had to take care of other things. So that's just like 
we're all, all of us are creating, make sure like we get another outlet, you know, to have access to. But I think we all have honed in on what Flight Club is really hard for the past few months, especially because it's our first full length. So we, it just, oh, okay. it felt, it felt, you know, there's the, like the fire and the, the passion behind making sure it was, there was nothing left on the table for what this project is so far. And so, yeah, we, we uh, definitely have other outlets, but um, we always come back and have like weekly practices and we're on in the chat every day. There's like, this definitely a full-time project for us. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. Cause like in, in my band, it's nice. Cause like, yeah, like for, for me, it's like my only, it's my main thing, but almost like everyone in my band is like the leader of their own thing on the side. So there's no, like, even though like in, in my, the band, that's my band, quote unquote, like no one bugs me about like, quote unquote, I hate saying this because it sounds like an asshole creative control. I always feel like that's such an asshole phrase, but like, you know what I mean? But no one, no one bugs me about it because like everybody has their own like healthy outlet. Like Mm -hmm. even our bass player, Adrian, who doesn't have like a particular band. Like I know that he does shit on the side, like where he like writes and does shit in his room. Even I think that's just really healthy. But, um, I wanted to ask about the uh, kind of the record that you have now. You said it's your full, first full length, and I've talked about this a lot with different people on the podcast, like developing a theme for a record versus letting the theme develop itself. And for me personally, I like to do the latter. I like to just write it all out, like, and then just based on how I'm feeling, whatever is happening lyrically or musically for me and then kind of listening and figuring out what it's about and i'm curious for you guys since it sounds like you you kind of pieced it together over time it, it didn't seem like there was like a a, a beginning vision of what the whole thing was going to be correct me if i'm wrong but i'm just curious like did you notice any themes now that you have it done that kind of like tie the record together yeah i think our goal was to not have anything that was just expected from us. So that was the theme. Like we want to be rock band, but for examples, like a day to remember, it's like the album can be acoustic and then heavy metal and then pop punk. And then somewhere in between all of that. And we wanted to do that. There's so many bands, but for me personally, that's a easy reference that do that. We, We wanted to be in that category where every song can catch somebody for a specific style or it can be diverse enough, but flow well enough that somebody's just like, this is all over the place, but I like it. And it's not just the same. So but, well, that was the only theme is, is to keep switching it up with all of our inspirations and not just be like pigeonholed to like four fans of only these few bands. Like we wanted to be four fans of music. rock. Music. Yeah. And I know you're the drummer and I guarantee my drummer doesn't know all the lyrics. To my stuff, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know many. Probably <laughs> half, half of every song. I know, like the choruses. <laughs> yeah, that's the like that's that's like such a thing. I was gonna ask like, if there's any lyrical themes, but I know you're the drummer, and I don't expect you. I wouldn't knock you for not knowing them. You know what I mean? But, I joke with that, but I definitely love. I'm not like the one starting the lyrics. That's Charlie as being the lead singer. Sam will have some lyrics. Alex will have some lyrics that I've written down and like have can like reference from the past, but that's like his like almost full-time job as we're writing instrumentation. He like is always making notes on his lyrics. 
Um, I love to help and like, I have, I'm a good one liner. So if mm. he's stuck, he's like, I got this and this and this, I just need that. I just, sometimes not every time I can, I can help. And, and I, I do enjoy doing that. Like it feels good to know that I have something to say sometimes as well, but I'm not yeah. a story. I'm not a storyteller for sure. I'm a, I'm a one and done kind of punny type of person. Yeah, no, I get that. Sometimes like I will have like a one line or like I have a notes that are like the beginnings, not even even the beginnings of lyrics, but it's just like the jumping off point. And a lot of times that is just like a two line thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll be sitting for months and months. And then I don't know what it's for. I don't, I just know that it's there. I need to get it out. And then like, I'll finally I'll have a song and I'm like, what the fuck are the lyrics? And then I go through my thing. Like, there it is. There's the thing. There's what yeah. I'm going to start with. Yeah. And that, that can be the most important part, not to toot your horn or anything, but sometimes that's the most important thing is like one clever line that you can build around. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll toot my horn on this one is uh, <laughs> the, uh, the album is called until the sun drowns. And that was a line I said to where during the song visitors, uh, he was, Charlie was like, yeah, like I, I'm trying to create this, like, alien visual trippy like kind of aspect to this chorus and like the first the line before this like watching horizons bleed and i was just like our horizons but and like until the sun drowns because like maybe that's another way to say sunset yeah. and then that everyone's like oh yeah and then like when we're trying to figure out the so we're all like yes like good job like we're all like high five and like i, I helped and then yeah when it comes to, like the what we're gonna call this album that just is a visual phrase so for me, like as my own, one of my only lines on the album, helping out, like I had a few, but that was one I remember I'm proud of. So I was like, what about until the sun drowns? Like a kind of trippy sunset. And there was something like, that works. So yeah, that's yeah sweet. It's, uh, it feels good to help, but I would love to write more. I just don't take the time to do it. I definitely notice everything. I'm just not disciplined enough to sit down and songwrite. I just love to hear other people's ideas and be like, oh, dude, that's sick. And like, let yeah. me jump on and help and what, how, how I can. But yeah. So do you play other stuff besides drums? Do you play any melodic instruments? No, nah, I'll just pick up the guitar and try to practice the more than the only like five chords or songs that I've like learned over the past 10 years. But uh, no, nah, I, I like to, I like to get back on the drums. I sing in the car. I try to help with harmonies <laughs> and stuff in the studio. If yeah. they need me to. So I'm kind of, I, I, I try to dabble, but drums are my go-to for sure. Yeah, because I've had friends that are like phenomenal drummers, but don't do any uh, melodic work. So then it's it's difficult on their own. Like I, you know, it, on their own it'd be difficult to like write songs per se yeah. without like that melodic framework. But like you being in a band with people, like you could more easily contribute to the quote-unquote songwriting because i think i consider the drums part of the songwriting personally some people don't and it really depends on the project you know Mm -hmm. like in traditional pop music you would not consider the drums part of the songwriting because it's just like literally the chords that are often written on a piano Mm -hmm. that get transpired into like whatever fucking instrument they use but i think in rock music the drums have so much more of a say and mm-hmm. where the song's going and and for me it's like the way i write music it almost requires uh the drummer to be there for mm-hmm. a song to really see what it's going to be um and sometimes i i know 
what I want the drums to do, which I'm I fully self-aware that that's got to be so fucking annoying to whoever I'm playing with, because like my my way of communicating what I want the drums to do is is to be like, you know, kind of like do 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 like yeah. non-technical exactly. shit. Yeah, yeah. Like you talk talking to a drum like that. That's how I talk to uh, guitarists. Yeah. It's like, what if it went chin 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 chin, and they're like, <laughs> what are you trying to say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, if it works, it works, but I just, it's, it's so funny to me, like watching, it's like, it's like being in a foreign country trying to communicate without knowing the language. And it's just like, I kind of yeah. get what you're saying, but it's also yeah. <laughs> kind of hilarious. Right, it's like right in front of you. You just wanted to, them to play it, but like, yeah, like to, yeah. <laughs> for them to interpret it the way you hear it without knowing how to play is very like, there's like a middle ground where it gets lost yeah sometimes sometimes it works but a lot of times i'm frustrated because i'm like no 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 like this like this and yeah i need to just learn how to like do uh like make drums like electronic drum samples and stuff in ableton or something so that i can ex- just like bring a demo to the band and just show them what i have without having to embarrass myself <laughs> Oh shit, you're kind of uh it's lagging pretty bad. Here, I'm gonna try kicking your video real quick. Let's see, I just got back on Wi Fi. Oh there you go. There you go. Yeah, I think I just got disconnected from the Wi-Fi real quick. But yeah, um, that'd be ideal if everybody could learn their software respectively and have like their full ideas explained. And they learn it, but you know, life and there's so many things to do and learn. So we all have our small disciplines of what we can really bring to the table, and collectively, it's been successful so far to get to a you know a full album and that videos and everything. But yeah, I would love to learn more software so i can get my ideas out too and it's just yeah in time just gotta, gotta sit down and do it yeah dude yeah that's like honestly that has been the biggest reason for like the momentum i've like personally built was like with the band or the podcast was literally just like i've been saying that i need to do this for fucking 10 years like yeah it's time to just do it and it's amazing. It's amazingly. It's almost frustrating how easy, not easy, but how how much it works when you just decide to do something. Like how effective that is. Like I could have. All I had to do was decide. Like yeah, you're like, always yeah, you're always gonna look back. Always gonna look back <laughs> and like I wish I started sooner. You know, once you really learn something. So yeah. What about um um usually one of the last things I end up talking about because I think. You know, I think the, what we've talked about already. I think that's the important stuff, like the the music, the record, and stuff. But in terms of like, have you guys toured all, a decent amount? Or have you guys? I mean, because it sounds like you were making this record as your first full length over the course of the pandemic. Not a lot of touring to be had. But what about before that? Are you guys on the road at all? Yeah, we were hitting the road a good amount. We're still, I'd say, like a minor league band in the sense of like if we go on like a headlining tour, who knows if the show is going to be cool or not, depending on yeah locals bringing out their crowds or us like popping up in the dive bar and but it happened to be a really you know night that was popping off um 
So we were touring. We did our first run up to Canada. We had four shows up in there on a kind of like a two week tour um, back in 2019 in the fall. Did a Midwest tour before that, about two months before it. But we've played festivals and done other like two week runs in the past. Um, the pandemic cut out our full US tour. Um, that was going to be a first of us. We're going to finally hit the West Coast. But we do all have tour experience because um, I actually met all the guys out on Warp Tour. We were all working. I used to work for Monster Energy out there, uh, slinging oh, energy drinks all day to yeah. the crowd. And next to the heavy stages, for the, I did that from 2016 to 2019, every summer. And they were, the rest of the guys, I met them out there at a barbecue one night and kind of connected the dots. Um, they were out there for two years as a catering band. You know, eight guys in a van hustling to make it every show so that they could work for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but also have the opportunity to have full access and hustle CDs and stickers and in the crowd, and, you know, <laughs> network word of mouth. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So we're all like salesmen in a way, like we're able to, we're down to hustle and spread it word of mouth. And so we, uh, and they, they got, because they worked and when there was available opportunities for them, um, they got to play shows. So they ended up playing, I don't know, nine to 15 shows within a two year span of Warp Tour. And I ended up getting to play one show with them um, at Virginia Beach, our kind of home state date. That was like my tryout for the band was a, a Warp Tour date. So that was That's cool. Insane. And so we have um, other mini festivals experience. We're about to play a huge festival in September, a Blue Ridge Rock Fest in Virginia. It's got like a day to remember, day to remember Limp Biscuit, Rob Zombie, Under Oath, all these. Huge accents. Yeah, dude. So our, our goal with that is like we're one of the small bands on the bill, but we know it's our opportunity to network and do that Warped Tour style, hustle CDs, word of mouth, shake people's hands, and really build your 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 crowd word of mouth. And so we're we're stoked. Um, we love to spread the word. And yeah, well, our touring experience includes working and hustling, but also being uh, a DIY band and cramming into a minivan and hitting the road um but canada was cool east coast has always been great to us and we're exploring the midwest and hopefully the west coast more and more soon yeah come to detroit dude i'll get you on yeah. i book a decent amount or my friends do i usually yeah um, my friends usually are the ones booking but i will often find bands from my connections on the podcast like especially out of town i was like i'm usually the the one that like a friend could go to to like figure out who from out of town is coming in type of thing and um because i'm like 15 minutes from detroit uh yeah so i love like if you guys are ever on tour through here if you want to come by the house do this thing in person i love doing that shit like before the pandemic i would always have bands on tour come over like and that's so much fun i've had bands from florida like new york i've you know all over the place come by my little house (laughs) just it's it's sweet dude so yeah, we, yeah. i know we'd be down for that we actually it's not announced or anything yet but i can say that like we're coming to erie and then chicago in october and i think the chicago's the last date so maybe we can hop on a detroit show after that if that's possible on the way home oh, or dude. fuck yeah let me know when that is like when it yeah yeah definitely will. yeah, um, yeah just, you can you can message the podcast even yeah um, on instagram or something uh about that we played in Michigan before, and it was one of the interesting, more interesting shows that we've done. Um, pretty much was a house show on a Friday night, but yeah, no, nobody came out. Um, <laughs> we literally played to the other band, but the main thing was like this kid still lived with his parents, and they were kind of not for the music, 
so that you can have your show. <laughs> like we thought we we're about to play a Friday night house show. Like we love yeah. house shows. House shows are sick. And it's just like we show up and you can't wear your shoes. Like you have to take your shoes off and it's in their basement. And like it was just so many rules to like it was like a sleepover, but like the really strict parents. And like nobody came. So we're like, what Michigan? What's up? Like apparently <laughs> uh the lead singer from Citizen, I forget his first name, but Matt. Big ba- Matt, big band from your area, he was playing a solo gig in Detroit that night. So they're like, sorry, like all of our scene went to go see that. And it was like, all right, cool, yes. that's, that's fine. But it was just an awkward experience. It's like, so you guys ready to rock? Like, take your shoes off, <laughs> keep it, keep it quiet. The parents are sleeping upstairs. They're watching a movie right now. You know? That's awesome, but dude. That yeah. type of shit, like I've learned to i've trained myself and i try to promote this idea on this podcast that like if you ever hope to make it that will always be a part of the experience like almost yeah. like 99 percent of bands i feel like that have made it i have played to nobody or played to the other bands i haven't yeah. heard take your shoes off at the front door because mom said so like i have not heard that one yet that's pretty awesome yeah it's like, like rock on right. <laughs> it's, it's better to to have those experiences and to be able to like relish them and appreciate them as part of the overall journey you know what i mean like, yeah there's it's character building it's humbling it's embarrassing but it's also funny to look back on you always remember it's easily everybody can be like remember that time at that house show with like the shoes and they're like dude like and it's just yeah. like a quick memory that we all like just really vivid because it was so unique whether it was a good show or a bad show it's unique and it's an experience at the end of the day and just cool to look back on yeah no 100 percent. i think when, when bands like get overly discouraged, I mean, it's one thing if you if you plan a you spend months planning out a tour and then like every single show is just a fucking dud, and then it's just yeah. like, God, yeah. I, mean, I I get being discouraged by that, but I mean, once in a while, like if you if you work really hard to plan a good tour, that's not going to happen every show. Like no matter no. what, even if you suck, that's not going to happen every show. Like yeah. so, having it happen once in a while you know it's nothing to be discouraged by it's something to just let it roll off and have fun with it you know and i'd rather have that happen than the van get stolen or like a van break down or some shit which also happens yeah (laughs) yeah that happens uh plenty and i think it's character building and i look back on it and i remember that that week of shows being a dud but then ending in chicago and then going off and then looking at the guys and being like this week was worth it. Like all those duds like made us hungry for that real Back show. We, we all, we all like fucking gave it our all in Chicago to where yeah. it just built, you know, people are videotaping, you're meeting new promoters and like, and like that's, it was all, the journey was worth it to that one epic show to the saver and remember it all for what it was. And so yeah, yeah every show is worth it, but it's frustrating at being a my overall, like a minor league band or just like a DIY band. And, powering through the humble shows of yeah like this nobody's coming out but you that one person could still be watching that one guy yeah. here could be important important so give it your all even if yeah. it's the even if it's the mom who said take your shoes off she could know someone who yeah just says like yeah they, i remember that band they were really sweet or they they sounded great and it could be somebody who's important who knows yeah so it's always interesting what is it dud but is it really a dud because you're you're out gigging like you're yeah. not at home doing nothing. Like you're out, you're at a new city, new place, new people. But for whether it be one person or a hundred, it's it's something to prove to someone and to yourself. If you can power through, it, yeah. it's, it's worth it. And I think it's if 
it's really just your ego. If playing to a hundred people or 10 people, it's you're, you can only really expect realistically. I think if you're playing to a hundred people, let's just say that as an example, I feel like you can only really expect maybe 10 people to walk away from it immediately going to check out your band. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, and so if you're playing to 10 people, I think those are probably going to be 10 of the most invested people in the music scene, especially if you're playing like a, a weeknight or something for whatever reason, if it's a small show and only a few people are there, I feel like a lot of times those people that are there, they don't show up and leave because no one's there. They're there for music and they're invested yeah. in, in, in local bands or like smaller bands. Yeah. That like really want to support it. So yeah, you play your ass off and those people got to get to say that they saw you with five people in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, still, it, to this day, it's cool to hear people. Uh, I'm one of the newer guys to the band. I met them out on work tour. So, but once I joined, I started doing the same style of hustling. And, but like, it's cool to see here online people going, like, I got your sticker CD at work tour in 2017. So proud of like to see you guys have come this far with like our new videos. And it's just like, wow, you're still paying attention. Like, like that's cool. Yeah. Cause you were, you were there when nobody really, we had no idea what we were doing. We just were putting ourselves out there. Yeah, it's easy to it's so easy to forget that people even are paying attention, I feel like. Like I I was at a show uh, a couple weekends ago and uh someone knew me because of the podcast, like and I was like, "Wait, what? You you listen to that? People yeah. listen to that?" <laughs> yeah. And it, it was just weird. And he was like telling me about like episode 3 and like you guys are like 135ish. And Man, like, yeah, I've done a lot, but uh, cool. but he was like telling me something that I didn't even remember, and I was just like, "What the fuck? I, I do it in my bedroom, dude!" Like, yeah. that's <laughs> you know, yeah. It's it's but it's cool. The, the point being that you know, you never know who's paying attention. You never know, um, even the times when you might feel really down about it or feel really discouraged about it. There's probably somebody who's super fucking stoked on what you're doing and wants more. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to keep putting it out there. Keep grinding away and you know eventually i i feel like if you have a good product you're only really limited by like a limited by a little bit by luck but a, you're the main limitation is how willing how hard you're willing to work and like how much you're willing to do and willing to invest so i think that's kind of my uh old man scene advice for the day but for sure <laughs> for, the, for the listeners not for you you get it but like <laughs> um anyways dude yeah i mean that's 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 about it pretty informal <laughs> but Not uh cool. like i had a great time talking i feel like we're on yeah. the same page when it comes to like how just to build something you're passionate about and bands have been done before videos have been done before everything's been done but like how do you do it your way and if you got the passion behind it like you can make it happen and i'm lucky and you're lucky to have other people who have that fire and yeah. to make something happen yeah for sure um yeah, couldn't have said it better, honestly. But can you? I'll give you a chance here to just plug whatever you want to plug. Let people know. I mean, obviously the record, but you can let people know where they can find the music, find you guys on social media, all that stuff. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, we're Flight Club at Flight Club VA uh, for Virginia for all social media. We got it all. I think we're. I think we're gonna finally cave and try to put our visual humor um, to TikTok if. If necessary, like we have the ideas, but that's another discipline. Like, hey, like take the time to edit <laughs> that on our own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a VA, uh, we just played a few shows in Virginia and North Carolina as this weekender to get back into things. We got 
Um, we're playing East Coast Surfing Championship on Virginia Beach, um, the, the longest annual surfing competition in the United States, like 59, 60 years now. Um, Damn. We're going to be on stage on, on the sand next to the ocean while the surfers are going. Uh, we played two years ago and it was a blast. So if you're in the area, come out to that. It's a perfect way to end the summer. And then we're playing Blue Ridge Rock Fest in Danville, Virginia with all the big boys. And could it be more stoked to just make a full weekend of memories and play alongside some of our favorite like heavier acts but yeah man uh, other than that i really appreciate you having me on and everybody spread love and you know keep a positive energy out there and come say hi if we're ever in town because you know we're definitely stoked to be able to do what we love and try to spread it around the country or the world if we can so we're gonna keep pushing so be ready hell yeah dude And there you have it, is something people say when something is over. Um, thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Invite the Neighbors Pod so that you never know, well, that you never miss an episode. I'm raw. I'm real. Okay, I don't edit. I just, I do one takes of these things. I don't pretend that I'm polished. I'm not. If you want the polished thing, go listen to my band. <laughs> That shit's polished. But anyway, thanks again for listening, and hopefully you listen again sometime. All right. Bye.